What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Interludes. It's your host, Maddie Van Dyke. And the devil's really testing me right now. He's trying to make sure I don't put this episode out, but you know what? I'm going to push through because I have recorded this thing one and a half times now and it won't play back. So I officially just had to close out of the app and restart it and just start from the beginning. And it's fine. I'm going to push through because you know what? I believe God put this word on my life and put this word on my heart and I meant to share it because I didn't want to record an episode this week. I literally told my sister-in-law yesterday, I said, I'm not recording an episode this week. I did two last week. Um, if you follow us on socials or if you obviously you clicked on this podcast so you saw we have a new cover photo. I said, I'll put that out this week. Like that'll be the thing. And then last night I got into reading old church um, sermons that I had heard and there was one that just really stuck out to me and I kind of just went off of it and started bulleting points from that sermon and then finding verses that just went along with it that just came to my head and then I said you know what I'm gonna go watch some sermon videos so I can like hear even more about this topic and I found this amazing sermon video online. It was by, let me find it real fast. It was by Redefine TV, uh, Jerry Flowers. And I watched the whole thing and it just really spoke to me. And I was like, okay, I guess I can, let's see what I can come up with. And I've never written like an in-depth outline for an episode. And this outline is long, like I have to scroll a good bit to get to the end. That's how much I wrote for this episode. So I've been praying about it all day and God will it, it'll happen and y'all will be hearing this. But as always, we got to do our weekly recap. So um, last week I worked a few days. I just was very overwhelmed last week. I was watching someone's dogs and so that was taking up a lot of my time because I had to go over to their house three times every day and you know play with the dogs and everything and so I was just feeling very overwhelmed I didn't get to do a lot of the things I wanted to do last week like I didn't read a lot um I think I my shifts that I did work were very stressful I worked Mardi Gras I worked Valentine's Day and I worked the first Friday of Lent so it was just a lot of stress in one week. And then I went and helped coach this weekend and that was a whole thing while so just the stress of the dogs and I was I just didn't have time to plan an episode. So that's why I was like, oh, I'm not going to record this week. Um what else? I just transitioned back over to Apple Music. Uh I've been on Spotify the last year and I did that I have a valid reason. I went back to Spotify because Apple Music was taking up a third of my storage in my phone. Like, I kid you not. It was taking up, like, I, almost half of the storage in my phone. And, I mean, it's my own fault. I had 2,000 songs on there. But instead of going through and deleting stuff, I was like, let me just start over. So I went to Spotify got, like, the little student membership and started listening on there. And then... Recently, I was like, why am I paying for Spotify when I'm literally on a family plan for Apple Music with my parents? So canceled my premium subscription and going back 
to Apple Music. Of course, the podcast is still on everything. That changes nothing because that's not even linked to my Spotify account. So you can still stream this on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Prime, whatever you want to listen to or whatever you want to listen on, you can listen to this podcast on. So that doesn't change anything. But if you by chance like to listen to my playlists, which I highly doubt, I'm on Apple Music now. That's where I was going with that. But let's go ahead and hop into today's topic, today's word, today's message, whatever you want to call it. And I've had a lot of time to cook on this because of the fact that I literally recorded this and recorded this entire episode, ended up having it get deleted, re-recorded half of it, wouldn't play back. So then I had to re-record it just now. And so I've had a lot of time to think on this episode. I've had a lot of time to pray on this episode. I have been taking a lot of breaks just to pray. God, come into this room. God, take over my voice, take over my body and speak the words that need to be spoken. And so let's just hope and pray that we get, we get it this time. But today we're going to be talking about trust and especially our trust in God, because ultimately our trust should begin and end with the creator. It says in Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So when we are born, we are born with this innate ability to just trust whoever. Because nothing like that trust hasn't been broken yet. These bad emotions haven't happened to us yet. And, um, you know, you're when you're a baby, you have to rely on people. So you build up that trust with people because you're relying on them to feed you, to clothe you, to change your diaper, to put you to bed, to do all these things for you. And then the first time that someone breaks that trust, it's kind of like getting like punched in the face. Like, what the heck just happened? This doesn't feel good. This person's supposed to love me. What? Why are they doing this to me? And... Uh, you know, we start to question, God, if you love me so much, why are you putting me through these trials? Why am I going through so many hardships? Why do things, why am I going through depression? Why am I going through anxiety? Why am I having suicidal thoughts? Why am I going through heartbreak? Why am I feeling these things? And God continuously says in the Bible that he, or there's mentions in the Bible of God putting those that he highly favored and highly loved through the most trialing tasks of all. Job, the book of Job, Job went through hell and high water. He, you know, lost his entire family and he was plagued with sores covering his entire body, painful sores, just lost everything, lost his sheep, lost his servants, like the man lost it all. And still he continued to praise God because he knew God and he believed God would bring him through it. Uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, she was cast away by her community because she's carrying the Messiah, but they saw it as this is an unmarried woman who is pregnant. So she's, you know, and then to go on, she has to watch her son, her sinless son die an innocent man and have all these people, you know, ridiculing him and belittling him and he did nothing wrong and she has to watch it happen. And she's so highly favored by God that he chose her to be the mother of the King of King and Lord of Lords. And he put her through that. Jesus, Jesus is the glowing example of God putting those he loves through trials 
Jesus is God's only son. He lived a sinless life. He was perfect in every way, shape, and form. And God put him through death for us so that one day we can be in heaven with him. Acts 14 verse 22 says, it is necessary to go through hardships to enter the kingdom of God. You know, when you become a Christian, you, I think the common misconception is life is going to be easier now. And I believe when you become a Christian, life is actually going to get way harder because now you are building a firm foundation in faith. You have that foundation set and now God is going to test that foundation and see if it's strong enough. Because if you have a foundation built on sand, the house is going to fall every time. But if you have a foundation that's solid, built on concrete, like not going to, nothing's going to break through that, the house isn't going to fall down. And so your foundation needs to be built on something solid, not sand. And these trials are building endurance in us. You know, to trust is to obey, to put your full obedience into God. I heard this in the sermon that I was listening to. And then it actually came up again that same night in a song I was listening to. And I was like, okay, this is a sign, you know, you know me. But he said, think of it as in Aladdin. Aladdin puts out his hand to Jasmine. He's standing on this magic carpet and he says, trust me. Do you trust me to, you know, take you on this carpet and take you to a whole new world? A whole new world. And, you know, Jasmine gets on. She's like, yeah, I trust you. Gets on the thing and they fly around. And yeah, that is what God is doing to us. He is putting his hand out to us saying, take my hand. Trust me with your life. Trust me to have the plan for your life and to, you know, let you prosper and live a fruitful life. Just take my hand. Do you trust me? And so often we turn away from God because, you know, we don't think that he's working in us. We don't, we say, oh, we believe in God, but you didn't take his hand. You're still staring up at him on that carpet saying, oh, I'll think about it. And God can't heal you if you don't trust him to. God can't take you to a new level, a new world. If you don't get on the carpet with him. And then in this sermon I was watching, it goes on to talk about how there are four kinds of people in our lives and how trust issues can be formed from these people. And so the first type of people are parasites. And that's very self-explanatory, I feel. Um, that's someone who's going to feed off you. They're going to suck the life out of you. Just keep returning to your life because they can't find another person to latch onto. They're going to be angry and not want you to grow as a person because when you grow, you automatically outgrow them. Just think of it as like that ex-boyfriend that just keeps texting you. Hey boo, what's up? Like, no, I left you for a reason. That's the devil trying to tempt you. Get away from me. Because it is better to have God's peace than bad company. Anyways, then we have projects. And so these are like the people that you are sent to help build up. And we as women, we are helpers. We are innately born to want to help people and to want to heal people. And so often we will confuse these projects with partners, these you know, people that we are helping and we are getting, we are contributing so much to their lives. We'll confuse this contribution 
as confirmation that, you know, this is love. This is like the person I'm supposed to be with. Does that make sense? I think it does. And then we wonder why, why is it not working out? Because they were never meant to be a partner in your life. They were meant to be a project. You were supposed to help build them up and not be with them because you should not have to build a husband. You should not have to make a man be a husband. He should already be a husband when he comes into your life. You should be equally yoked. And so I, trust me, I am the queen of going for guys that I'm like, oh, I can heal him. I can, I can make him better. And it never works out. And I know better now. So praise the Lord for that. Yeah, you should never have to build a boyfriend, quote unquote, you know? And then there's pawns, and that's basically what you think of when you think of like chess. They're people sent to distract you, people sent by the enemy to make you question your inner me. They're people sent at a point in your life where you're like, okay, you know, things are going pretty good. Like my faith is getting really good. I have a firm, or I think I'm starting to like get a firm foundation with God. And then the devil just sends these people to kill, steal, and destroy from your life. If someone brings confusion to your life, they are not from God. First Corinthians 14 verse 33, and God is not of deception, but of peace. If it costs you your peace, then it's not from God. You know, these are like those friends that come into your life and you are two months clean of drinking. You haven't been partying and they're like, oh, hey, let's go out on Friday night. That That's a pawn. Those are what the pawns are. So very different from parasites. I just wanted to make sure I differentiated those. And then partners. Partners are exactly what they sound like. There's someone who helps you evolve. You're already as a Christian are evolving and becoming more. And these are people that just breathe life into you and, you know, are excited for you to grow and help you to grow closer to the Lord and grow closer to your purpose. And I think the problem is we form trust issues because we can't discern who goes into which of these categories. And so we end up giving the wrong titles to the wrong people. Like we'll end up giving a parasite a partner title. Oh, that was good. That was good. But let me cook. Let me go a little further. So we're going to get into Genesis chapter 29. And so I'm just going to give you like the Maddie summary of this. So basically there's Jacob and Jacob is on the way to find Laban. And on the way there, he meets Laban's daughter, Rachel. And immediately he sees her and he just falls in love. He's like, this girl is beautiful. Like, I want to marry this girl. And yeah, so he goes on. He meets Laban, starts working for Laban. Um, After a month, Laban's like, dude, like, like, are you going to work for free forever? Like, what is your wage? And Jacob says, I will serve you for seven years for your daughter, Rachel. And just a side note, key thing to keep in mind Laban has two daughters. So he has Leah, who's the oldest, and then Rachel. But anyways, Jacob, Laban's like, okay, bet. Like, sounds good to me. Better than you than someone else. So Jacob goes on to serve Laban for seven years. And this verse always goes viral because it says, um, but they felt like mere days because of his love for her. And then he finally finishes the seven years. He says, okay. I did my part of the deal. Where's my wife? And Laban goes and delivers 
a wife to him, but it's not Rachel. It's Leah. And I don't know if Jacob was just blacked out on his wedding day or high or like what was going on, but he doesn't realize that it's not Rachel. He marries her. He does the deed with her. He wakes up the next morning, rolls over and is struck with the fact that Leah is in his bed right now. He storms off to um, Laban and is like, where's Rachel? This is not, this wasn't the deal. The deal was Rachel, not Leah. And, um, he says to him, I will work for you seven more years if you will let me have her as my wife. And Jacob's like, bet we'll do that. But in the meantime, Leah is, she knows that Jacob doesn't love her and Leah is highly favored by God. And he grants her a very fruitful womb where Rachel is granted a very barren womb. And so Leah thinks, okay, to get Jacob to love me, I can bear a child for him. So she has a son. And, you know, Jacob doesn't really pay attention to Leah still. So she says, okay, maybe if I have another son. So she has another son. Still nothing. Has another son. Still nothing. The fourth son comes. She is like, you know what? I'm done. I'm not bearing any more children. I'm going to praise the Lord. I don't need this man. It moves on with her life. And so this fourth son, his name is Judah. This is really important. Keep that in your mind as I keep telling the story. So then Leah's done with him. She says, bye. I'll take care of my kids. I'll do but I'm not. No, no more for this man. Um, chapter 35, Rachel, finally, after so much time and trials, has a baby and during childbirth she dies and just imagine how Jacob he worked 14 years for this woman and she just died in childbirth this woman that he wanted so bad dies in childbirth and then we go on into Matthew 1 verses 1 through 2 and it is the genealogy of Jesus Jesus is the son of David who's the son of Abraham Abraham brought Isaac, Isaac brought Jacob, and Jacob brought Judah. Now I want you to backtrack a little bit. I said, keep that name in mind. Leah's fourth child's name was Judah. The girl that Jacob didn't want is in the bloodline of Jesus, the Messiah. So think of it as Leah is God's will for your life, uh, is God's will for his life, and Rachel is his will for his life. God needed Jacob to be with Leah in order for Jesus to come along. But Jacob was so focused on his plan for his life and what he wanted that he kept turning away the will of what God wanted for his life. Just imagine this woman is part of the bloodline of Jesus. Jesus could not have come to pass if Judah had not ever been born and Judah could not have come to pass if Jacob wouldn't have married Leah and bore children with her. And this kind of just relates to when you mismanage your focus, it causes misplaced trust. You know, Leah was so focused on trying to convince Jacob to love her and, you know, choose her over her sister. And she wasn't seeing that she wasn't even happy. She like, this isn't even what she wanted. This wasn't God's will for her life. 
she was focused on man's will for her life, Jacob's will for her life. And, you know, she was trusting in her own ability to, you know, make Jacob love her. And she placed so much trust on something that had never shown itself to be trustworthy. This man had never picked her. This man had never loved her. He was using her and she put all of this onto him. And when we get tired of trusting in God, we will consistently step out of a season that we need to chase in order to be in a season that we want. And if you continuously are forsaking the season you need, it's going to cause you to be in a cycle season and to be in consistent cycle seasons over and over and over again. And these are the seasons where you're like, God, why is this happening to me? Why, why am I not getting to the, the better? Why am I not getting to this quote unquote plan you have for me? And it's like, you're on a road. God puts you on a road with a map and says, follow this map, follow the exact GPS routed turns that I have for you. You start on the road, you get to a right and you go, mm, actually this left looks pretty nice. Turn onto the left and then wonder why you didn't get to the destination but you weren't following the map. And you know, when you're on this path, like it's not going to be easy. You're going to go through storms. You're going to go through droughts. You're going to go through all these hard things. God's path is not going to be easy, but the destination is going to be worth it. So why do we try and think we can take shortcuts around God's path when God has a specific path set for us? that makes sense? I think that does. Um, and so just to sum everything up in this episode, why are we placing so much trust onto people and things that have never proven trustworthy when ultimately the one and only thing that will stand firm today, tomorrow, and for all of eternity is God. He has been there before you were born, before you took your first breath, and he will be there after you do. He will be there to greet you at the gates of eternity and grant you eternal life. Why do we choose to not trust that and to trust man? That's the question I'm going to leave you all with today. But anyways, um, hope you guys enjoyed. I hope this was a good episode. I think it is. I love you guys. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I hope you heard something from it that really spoke to you and just be encouraged. I always say this every week, but be so encouraged. You, you were created by the most amazing God. He works miracles. And I'm in a season where I am waiting and I, to see what my harvest is going to reap. I am, you know, in the season of planting and I am firmly rooted in God and God's plan for my life. And I'm just having to wait and that's hard. And I feel so often like I'm in a period of isolation, but really that's God separating me from all the things that don't need to be in my life. He said, I'm going to get rid of these distractions so you can focus your full attention onto me. And I feel like a lot of people will misplace their isolation and their separation as loneliness when this is being done for our own good. You know, this is being done to fulfill God's plan for our life. We have to go through these seasons of quietness and just 
full attention on God, to focus on God so God can give us his godly blessings that we wouldn't be able to discern if we weren't fully rooted in him. But yes, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, as always, follow Interludes on Instagram. I am always trying to build a little community on there. Share this with your friends, your family, your coworkers. You know, let's spread the gospel. Let's spread the message. Let's spread the love. And I just hope y'all liked today's episode. It was a little different. I got a little preachy. I'm sorry about that. Sorry, not sorry. But um, until next week, love one another, be kind to our planet, and I will see you guys very soon. Bye.